Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I got kind of nervous right when we started recording this. Like, I don't know why. Uh, we haven't done it in, this is, I think we had at least two weeks off. Yeah. Uh, last week we released a secret Patreon episode that I hope we unlocked enjoyed. a Patreon. Then the week before we were off for Christmas. So yeah, it's been yeah. a little while since we've done a uh, new one. I guess that must be why. And it's been, I mean, a busy few weeks for the world, a busy few weeks. Well, I don't know if it's been a busy few weeks for Goop. Uh, has it? I don't know. I mean, they've been releasing newsletters and products, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they this week they're definitely like back full force. They did the, um, the, uh, cleanse, which we always see at New Year's. Yeah. Uh, would you do anything exciting for New Year's big party, Puerto Rico? Oh, Puerto yeah. any port? I like rented a private island, Kim K style. Just went to town. No, I just stayed home and watched um, watched Christmas movies and made like cocktails. I I made old fashions. I made up a cocktail that was good. I thought, but it might be Ooh. blasphemous for like actual cocktail people. But it was like vodka a little bit of orange juice and a little bit of orange bitters and blood orange soda water that sounds really good it was great um and i made trader joe's frozen meatballs with trader joe's spaghetti and trader joe's sauce so this could just turn into like a trader joe's fan which we've threatened to do in the past we keep threatening to do it and i i Maybe we should do some, at least some Patreon episodes that are just Trader Joe's hauls. We probably should because like most 
if I definitely spend more time thinking about and reading about Trader Joe's than I do about Goob, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's more of a, a daily thing of, of what Trader Joe's items do I have in my fridge? Except now, I, the last couple of weeks, because things have gotten so shitty again in LA, I've, like, I've gone back to getting grocery delivery and Trader oh, really? Joe's still doesn't deliver. They still don't deliver. I am still, well, I haven't, actually, I bought so much food. Like, I don't think I've even been shopping since the new year is that uh, right yeah right. maybe i don't think uh i'm oh i might have gotten like one little delivery after the new year but yeah we've just been i don't know like cooking this week has been out the window um also i was uh i just actually got back on a red eye i was in dc for uh, like a business Brian. meeting um and it, it got a little out of hand so i'm pretty oh, exhausted them joke about it we'll probably believe you <laughs> uh no i wasn't part of the coup no i was oh god do we have to talk about that no let's not talk about it everyone's already talked about it i love the one i do you ever listen to probably not i don't either the like bill simmons podcast he's like <laughs> No, and I also don't know who that is. He's like a broy sports guy who does like I don't know sports podcasts, but on Twitter, it was someone was just like screenshot a a, a snippet of his um of his response to the coup, and he's like, I don't know, this is a dark day for America. I don't really have anything to say. And now Pearl Jam, and he just plays Pearl Jam song, <laughs> and it was so funny. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like everyone's opinion. I mean, I think, you know, obviously we can we condemn a coup d'etat in America, yes. But maybe everyone's opinion doesn't have to be heard. Like we're not experts. Like we can't say any more than what everybody else has already said. Like we hate it. The end. I don't know. Yeah. We hate it. Social media is a disease. Everyone has to have their own take. Uh, and the cable news industrial complex feeds into everyone's outrage. Not that this was not a big deal. Obviously it was. But um, ay -ay -ay. I feel like, honestly, I feel like you're so right about social media. And it's like, it needs to just, I think we need to just like not have social media anymore. Like no more. Yeah, it really is. It. it really like rots your brain in a in a way that I feel like people have been saying for a long time and maybe I'm just finally hearing it and like seeing the results of constantly having to see what a thousand people, like how a thousand different people respond to any situation and like the little intricacies of how they're gonna cleverly say something. And it's like, let's just go back to the Pony Express. You know, you get one newspaper a month. It's one man's opinion, top down authoritarian i just want to know what the elites say and i want to just follow what they do and let them decide because they know best yeah and then you just go and like work on your farm and like harvest your fucking grains or whatever exactly and, like you just are first of all you actually don't have any grains you're living a whole 30 life unintentionally all the time like you are just yeah. you are whole 30 okay low carb that, serfdom that is 
yeah, that is covered just because all you can do is like raise cattle and chickens and vegetables, but like you can't figure out how to make bread because that seems really hard, like getting the Mm-mm. wheat into flour. I mean, who knows how that happens? No. Witchcraft. It's out the window. You're so you're low carb. <laughs> You're in ketosis. You don't really know what's going on in DC and you don't really care. I mean, is, does this really sound so bad to anybody? All I have to worry about is, yeah, getting food in my belly, uh, making sure, you know, I have clean water and, yeah, and like, everything not else. Yeah, and struck by lightning. Exactly. Like that's all, most of our brains are just meant to be like, the proletariat like we don't need to think i don't need to think i don't need to have ideas i can just live just making sure that like no foxes come and eat your chickens yeah like that's the biggest that's the only worry i need to have a real problem you know that's a real (sighs) tangible issue that you can solve we got you know from down on high in the castle once a year gwyneth or Melania or whoever's in charge at this point will come down. We never know who. And wave. Yeah, it's we, we don't have binoculars. But there's no photography. We can't see them from that far. We just see like a little shimmery blur in the distance so we can project what they look like in our own head. Yeah, like a little boy with a bugle cut, runs through our town and is like, hail Queen Melania or like, hail Queen Paltrow. And we just go like, okay, hail yeah. Queen Paltrow. And they give and us then, our one like seed bread for the year. They give us like a pound of sugar for the year. And then like we make like a cake out of it. And, then it's gone. and we still get our goop newsletters. We still get the detox recipe. But then the Paltrow administration provides us with the groceries for the detox. You've been on this. This has been a fantasy of yours for a long time that the government just provides people with groceries and that's all you get to eat. That's all. Yes. I want like, just like I literally, isn't that like literally what the Soviet bread was? Yes. Were? Soviet, North Korea, you get your government cheese. But like, I was thinking, cause goop, they did this. I, I mean, this we will go into this, but like the, the, the way that they framed the detox thing this year was so funny. Cause it was like, ah, oh, it's been such a horrible year we don't even care about detox this year. It's like, let's just make it really simple. Do it. Don't do it. I don't really care. We're just going to make it really easy for you. And then it's like, download the PDF of the shopping list. And it's literally like 600 things. Well, they can't, I mean, the detox, if you just do the detox, the detox is on my list. Is it on yours? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's the best. It's It's always the best. Yeah, of course. So like if, do you just do the detox? It's not that complicated because you're just like eliminating a bunch of stuff. Alcohol, gluten, sugar, caffeine, uh, dairy, chili, red yeah, meat. Yeah. Right? Is there anything else? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, but it's the recipes that are like complicated. But the recipes are the thing that make it, because I know that you've done it in the past where you've just done the elimination part, but you haven't done the recipes. Yeah. Uh, have, have I? I don't know if I've actually done it. I, I think I remember trying. I did the full whammy once, like well, made all the recipes for the most part. And I like Instagrammed it too on our, on Google yourself, but that was like years ago. Um. And I still remember like the hands down worst part of it was the caffeine. Like I Mm. couldn't like getting through 
that five day thing with no caffeine was hell. I thought the alcohol was going to be hard. The alcohol was a breeze compared to the caffeine. The caffeine was a nightmare. I'm never yeah, giving you, it up again. You just get a blinding headache. Like I, it's funny. Uh, cause I don't drink that much. I basically just have like one coffee in the morning. And like, if I skip a morning, I will be fine that next day, but it's that second day. If I'd skip two days in a row of caffeine, I'm brain dead. I can't skip a I never skip a day. I have at least two cups of coffee every day. I used to, God, I was so good about skipping days of alcohol up until like a month ago. And now I like do not skip a day of alcohol. Yeah, I skipped one day this week of alcohol, but I meant to skip more than that, mm. but it didn't happen. But maybe I'll skip today because I want, I meant to skip yesterday and I didn't. And then today I have like a really bad headache, even though like I didn't drink that much, but. I don't know. Yeah. I get a headache because I usually, I still try to like do intermittent fasting a little bit and like don't eat any calories after seven or something. So I'll like, if I make a couple cocktails, I'll stop by seven. And then by the time I go to bed at 11 or whatever, I have a headache. I just, I think I just have a headache because I like literally couldn't sleep last night. I was like freaking out a little bit about a lot of things like big things little things yeah. personal things public things political things um the personal being political things all of it and like i feel like that's where my headache is from yeah um but i do find the detox sort of tempting just because I feel so out of control right now. That's like have something like, I feel like that's when I go to things like that is when I'm like feeling completely out of control. But again, I gave up dieting as we know, and I'm still on that journey of not dieting. Like, So you're going to do another year of not dieting? Cause you gave up for a year. My right? goal is to never diet again. Never yeah. again. Um, Does detox I mean, count as diet? Yeah. Detox is a diet. Like, I don't ever want to do it again. I, I, I really think that once I started dieting was like when I used to, I, okay. So I figured this out that like, I wanted to lose 20 pounds for like five years and never was able to do it. And then I started like seriously dieting about seven years ago. And in that seven years, I've gained 60 pounds. Wow. You've gained so. I've gained 60 pounds since I, in the last seven, seven years. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's like, I mean, part of that might just be like your metabolism changing. I don't know, but yeah. It, it I think seems it's like the dieting. dieting. I know it's the dieting. Cause it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like that. I would like my weight. Cause my weight has like also gradually like fluctuated so much. Like I've also been like way lower than that. Like mm -hmm. I've been, my weight has fluctuated so much in the last seven years. There's no way that it's healthy. Yeah. 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 So I just, I really feel like I've tried every single diet and they've made my life so much worse. So I'm done. That's good. Yeah. And you've cut even WW, you're not, you got the app off your phone? No, I have the app still <laughs> and I do like look at it, but I'm like, okay, like everyone, so like it's hard because dieting is sort of like an addiction for me, yeah. I think. So, um, 
I will like look at it and think like, okay, like I want to participate in this. I need to do it. I'm just going to do it this time. Like, come on, like you need to do this and whatever. And then I will have this like come to Jesus moment where I'm like, okay, every single time I decide that I'm going to be a part of this culture, first of all, I become incredibly disconnected from myself because like I'm not eating for myself or my health or my well-being or like my anything that has to do with me. Everything has to do with like a number, a data point, a, a, like whatever Weight Watchers point, calorie points, a macro thing, carbs, like whatever the thing is that I'm supposed to be doing, that's what I'm thinking of. And I'm never thinking of like what is actually making my body healthier. And so I never feel like just like a human being who's just like existing in the world. I always feel like I'm like following some program that is going to mm -hmm. do something for me. And that's like not healthy. And the other thing is that every time I do something like that, I'm so much more obsessed with food and eating than I would be if I was just living my life. Like the best weight loss that I've had since I started dieting was like this one period in my life where like, I really wasn't thinking about it and I was yeah. just living. And all of a sudden I got back down to below where I was when I started my dieting. Like I got to like, pretty much my goal weight that I had always wanted when I was like in my like early thirties, I was like, Oh my God, I got it. I, I made it. And then I don't really know what happened, but like, I just sort of like had some stressful personal stuff happen and got thrown off or whatever. And it just like blew up. But like, I don't think that going back to this, like, I just like, it's, I don't think that you can be happy and be dieting at the same time. I just don't think it's possible. I agree. Yeah. I think, I mean, you've, you know, had enough lived experiences that you, you know that like, this is not right for you. And I think in general, yeah, people in in America, we just like think about all this shit too much and it blows up in our faces and it becomes more of a problem than it would have been. Um, well, it's a quick fix, just like everything else. Like it feels so good to be like, I'm taking charge. I'm taking yeah, yeah. control. And it's like, are you really like, you know, if I, if I, if I do this thing, then all of a sudden, like everything about me that I don't like is going to go away and I'm going to like become this person that doesn't really exist. That's like, not, it's like the only thing you can try to do is to like, be happy with like who you are. Like, that's all you can do. You can't like, I feel like there's so many aspirational figures in diet culture that are like I did this and look at me like look at how I turned out and it's like do you even really want to be like that person I don't I never really want to be like the diet guru or the like no because I know that their life just revolves around this stuff it's like looking at guys that are you know super in shape and like built and I'm like your whole life revolves around you going to the gym or like taking steroids or whatever and watching everything that goes into your mouth and it's 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 not yeah, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Some people maybe could, I don't know. But also like, yeah, I just, I know that I'm not happy when I'm fixating on this stuff. And I go back and forth with like weighing myself every day and not, and it usually doesn't even matter. Like I pretty much, like if I'm on the scale every day, it's like hard, I don't lose anything. And then if I'm not on the scale after a month, I'll weigh myself and I'll be the same weight anyway. So it's like, what's the difference? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. I know, like- I mean, my weight fluctuates like a lot. I, I don't know, but I'm just, 
totally over it. Although I do feel like, you know, sometimes you just feel sort of like bogged down. Like you've had like, you know, over the holidays, like I went crazy and had so much alcohol, sugar, fatty food, like, and I just like, you know, you feel like shit after doing that for two weeks. And so like, I understand the, I understand the desire to do a detox, but I also feel like if you're just eating what makes you feel good, like you'll do your own detox. Like it's not really a detox. You just want to change. True. Cause you, you, you listen to your body and you see what makes you actually feel good rather than look at, you know, concentrating on a number or, you know, the amount of calories or the amount of carbs or whatever your, your, your body literally feels better. It's similar, same to exercise. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're saying I'm going to exercise, you know, five days a week for an hour and burn this many calories, you're just not going to do it. But if you're like, oh, this actually makes me feel better. I'm going to like go with the way that my body feels at the moment. You will, I mean, you might not, you know, go to the gym every day, but you'll, you'll move and you'll, you'll feel better. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Uh, So of course the detox was still my best. And if you did the detox, mazel tov. Oh yeah. I guess you're supposed to be done with the detox by now. I guess you can do it sort of whenever you want. Uh, it was, it was also my best cause I was proud of you because I noticed that we had a Fonio porridge. I saw that too. And she claims that she learned about Fonio from some nutritionist, mm-hmm. but I Got know it. deep in my heart that it was from me. A nutritionist named Brian Rucker. Yeah who called this as the grain of the, the grain of 2020 or the grain alternative. What is it? Uh, it's a, it's a seed. I think it's like a quinoa. So it's, I guess it's a grain alternative. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't even remember. I remember learning about it. I don't remember where I learned about it. It was, it might've been a Bon Appetit video or something. It wasn't like super obscure. I don't think, but I definitely well, know that I talked about it before Goop. And I at you, least have you that. definitely have your finger on the pulse yeah. when it comes to like um, seed alternatives to grains. I still have never tried it because it's impossible to buy unless you live, I guess, by like a West African grocery store or you spend dozens of dollars to get a pound online. Dozens. <laughs> well, I didn't want to exaggerate and say hundreds of dollars when it's not that. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, would you eat any, would you, are you going to make any of these things or you know, try it's anything? funny? Yeah. I looked, cause I, I definitely know I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I don't have any desire to do the detox and I yeah. probably couldn't. And even if I, you know, I would, it would, you know, cost thousands of dollars to get the shopping list. But, um, there are actually a lot of recipes on this that looked really good. Um, the, the breakfast stuff. No, I'll get, there were some other breakfast recipes this week that I'll get that I'll get to that looked better than these. Um, but I would be interested in trying the everything green soup um, or some variation, especially cause like I get the, those vegetables delivered every week and I always need things to like use them up. Oh, and now I do have a juicer. Uh, John gave me a juicer for Christmas. Um, so I've been drinking a lot of celery juice and talking to spirit. Um, and then the dinner stuff, honestly, it's the, the last two that look the best to me is the, the lentil and chicken sausage stew with kale, um, which are recipes. I use lentils a lot. I use kale a lot. I use chicken sausage a lot, but 
I'm bad at like thinking of one pot meals. Whenever I cook, I use like every pot in the kitchen. So I'm like, oh. this seems like a good, easy thing to get like a complete meal and not use a, a million pots. And then um, the veggie fritters with creamy avocado cilantro sauce. That's another like to just shred up those veggies. The only sort of specialized ingredient you know you need for those is uh, chickpea flour. But I you could probably just use regular flour, whole wheat flour or something. Um, I'm sure you can use another flour. And those look, you know, it's like a combination. It's it's still fried, but it's all veggies. And then that um, creamy avocado cilantro sauce is just avocado, cilantro, and some vegan A's basically, and a little cumin. Um, yeah. So that those two look like something I would want to to cook, and I could easily like implement in my in my weekly cooking schedule. Yeah, those look pretty good to me too. I feel like what's in this cherry almond smoothie? Is it wild or is it normal? Let's check. Cause yeah, I, I actually do a version of this smoothie a lot, but I don't use cherries. I use like just mixed frozen berries. Um, and yeah, I, I, I put cocoa powder in it. Let's see what this yeah, says. So it has call it frozen cauliflower yeah. in it. Like, I feel like I, more and more people are putting cauliflower in their smoothies. I don't really understand why. Cause like cauliflower is not super it's nutrient watery. dense. Yeah. And it's also like, I feel like it's supposed to take the place of like a banana. Because, like, oh. banana makes your smoothie, like, creamy. Creamy, and it's, yeah. Like, but I don't really see how cauliflower would – I feel like there people are telling themselves a lot of lies about cauliflower. I mean, we, we've, we've gone through this with kale. We've gone through this with arugula. We've gone through this with um, coconut oil. My God, when we started this podcast a few years ago, coconut oil was everywhere. And now I think we're at the, the sort of Rococo uh, fall of the Roman Empire period for cauliflower. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just like the, first of all, I, I, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Once in my life, I made cauliflower rice that turned out really good. Every other time it has tasted like absolute fucking shit. Yeah. Cause like, so cauliflower rice, you have two options. You can either buy a bag of frozen pre-riced cauliflower, which turns mm -hmm. out super like mushy what? and it doesn't have the consistency of rice at all or you can try to do your own in like a food processor which takes so long to do and i don't know if you don't cook it exactly right it's still going to turn out really mushy i i think i think as a culture we're all sort of getting over cauliflower and the mashed cauliflower is another lie yeah and the thing is i love cauliflower like i've always loved cauliflower i i i, I liked it as a kid because it was like it was like broccoli but it wasn't green so it felt less healthy or something so i always I, I also loved it as a kid for a, the same reason it, it was like a better version of broccoli yeah exactly because you're not scared off and it's it's weird how like generationally at least my mom cooking she she hated cauliflower and she hated brussels sprouts and like so we never had those as a kid and then of course as a grown-up those are like my two favorite vegetables well those are like the hottest vegetables of our generation yeah. you know those are because they figured out how to make them taste good yeah that's true um but cauliflower to me the best way to make cauliflower is pan roasting it i think if you just like really cook it because it has to be tender but you don't want it to get too mushy and watery and i feel like you're right like a like a nice pan roasted cauliflower like floret is better than like a mashed a fake mashed potato made of cauliflower rice made out of cauliflower like just the cauliflower is good 
absolutely. Like I cauliflower is so far from the consistency of a starchy vegetable, like a potato that I really just, or rice or whatever. I don't think it substitutes well. Like it's just the if, same color. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, and yeah, like you said, pan roasted cauliflower cut up into florets is really tasty. I have tried several times and I don't think I'm a fan of the whole roasted cauliflower steak, which was trendy for a while. Um, okay. I have made that to be good too, but you have to cut it into steaks before you roast it. Yes. Yes. That That's, uh, I think it's the one that's like literally a whole head of cauliflower roasted. I think is, there was like some restaurant in New York that was like famous for doing that really well or something. And then everybody tried it. But it, yeah, it's cause like you, you're going to get the outside burned and the inside is not going to be cooked enough. It's, it's a losing game. Um, but yeah, cut, just cutting up cauliflower and either roasting it in a pan or um, I also think like if you, it, it's a little bit more complicated, but if you like blanch it in, in, in boiling water for a minute and then uh, like stir fry it, that's another really good way to do it. Um, and it'll like soak up sauces really well. That's the other thing. It's so neutral. Um, you can, you can make it Mediterranean, you can make it Asian, you can li- literally do anything with it and it'll taste good. But the one thing you shouldn't be able to do with it is this like, substitution for either a starchy vegetable or a fucking banana in a smoothie which is crazy just just put half a banana in you're not put the banana in or leave it out but if you don't want to put the banana in i get it i don't always want bananas in my stuff either take just don't replace it with anything just don't have it just put or put ice cubes in it yeah like it'll be a slightly different texture i honestly don't understand Except I got if you're trying to do really low sugar, you wouldn't want a banana in. But to me, a banana, the flavor of a banana is not super overpowering. If especially if you put half in, I really think like a berry or another sort of tart fruit will will overtake that banana flavor. And you're you're just gonna yeah. have the the nice consistency and a little bit of sweetness. You know what I think is like an underrated ingredient for um smoothies as a protein source is um fat-free Greek yogurt. I feel like that will take the place of the banana really nicely. And I also like the tartness. I, yeah, I like a, I like the tartness too in, in yogurt. I don't like fat-free yogurt. I think I've been on the record several times on this podcast. Yeah, you are. I just get it out. I I like it. I've compromised with myself and and get the 2% Faye now, which is not my favorite, but it's not terrible. Mm. um okay then also the smoothie has three types of seeds in it like just do one if you need a seed hemp you don't need hemp chia and flax that's like crazy honestly i don't think any seed i feel like seeds are a hoax like i don't believe in seeds like they are pure they're just fat and i don't know what you're really getting out of it i mean i guess they have some like omega threes or whatever but i feel like I, I just, I don't know. Maybe someone is getting a lot out of the flax, chia, and hemp seeds in their smoothies. Yeah. I have just never benefited from a seed in my life. Well, that's the thing with this smoothie. There are no, there is no other fat in it. So you sort of There's do need. Butter. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, you're right. Almond butter. Okay. Yeah. You have a tablespoon of almond butter. You don't need the seeds. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I do like a big heaping tablespoon of my vanilla flavored protein powder. It's so good. Yeah, I but that's why I like the Greek. So like I'm crazy and like I have these weird feelings where like I'm so skeptical of getting any nutrition from like 
protein powder or like supplements of any kind. Like I do have protein powder that I sometimes use, but I always would rather use like Greek yogurt or something. Cause I'm mm. like, it's food. You know what I mean? No, I totally get it. It's just the, the, whatever the, like, I have like the real macho whey protein and yeah. it just tastes really good. It makes everything taste like ice cream. I have, it's, it literally says on the thing, like, do not use this for, well, it says like, do not use this if you're trying to lose weight. Cause there's, it's so calorie dense, but honestly, okay. like putting it in, um, a smoothie, it's the only way I can get a smoothie where like, I won't be hungry until lunch. If I don't put that yeah. in, I'll be hungry like an hour later, no matter how much yeah. almond butter I put in. Yeah, I do. I have this one that's by Primal Protein or something, and it's like a bulletproof one. Mm. It has collagen in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not vegetarian, but whatever. Um, but I, I do like the, the combination of cherry and chocolate is like always a good combo. So I'm sure the smoothie tastes good. Yeah. And to me, cherry, frozen cherries, like I always forget about them, but every once in a while you come across like a fun recipe for like overnight oats or like a smoothie that's with cherries instead of like your usual blueberries or strawberries or whatever. And it's like, that's fun. Mix it up a little bit. It does sound good. Maybe yeah. next time we're at Costco, maybe I'll get a a big bag of frozen cherries because frozen cherries are more expensive than your regular frozen fruit too. Oh, are they? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Same with like dried cherries. I love dried cherries, but they're always so much more expensive than like dried cranberries. Interesting. I'm not, I never get dried fruit. Um, any other recipes from the detox? No. I don't need I to do that seed bread. It's like, give me a break. No. Um, I'm not making seed bread. I do. Don't, lo- <laughs> the seeds are not what why all these seeds like they're fat it's like whatever i don't well, get the seeds. i think that's the only thing that they have that you're really going to get full from i don't know because you're not eating like dairy or well some bread. of them have like chicken in it yeah that's true i don't know um the worst i'll say i'll tell you this the worst meal on this thing is the sweet potato hummus plate i oh i like hummus and i really like sweet potatoes but i don't I don't get what the the trend is now with like sweet hummus. Like people are selling like chocolate hummus and shit. Like what is the deal? Like does anyone like this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, I think that this okay, so the chocolate hummus I believe is like actual hummus with like chocolate in it. That's this so is, gross. I know, it's disgusting. I've never tried it, but I don't want to, but um people say it's good. But mm. then this sweet potato hummus uses sweet potato instead of chickpeas and so it's not hummus it's mashed sweet potatoes like there's no yeah i think they're i think it's just like because they're i guess they're not doing legumes on this diet right, right, right. that they're using a substitute. that's why it's oh, and, it, and it has tahini and those so i yeah i guess for a detox uh i mean it's maybe it would be good diet alternative to chickpeas but uh, I'll tell you this, like this, that lunch, I will, I will be hungry I'll, after just eating sweet potato hummus and some veggies and a few olives. Like, give me a break. Well, you eat an entire sweet potato. An entire sweet potato is only like 150 calories. I, I don't know. I think I just need, I need more, more calories than the average person. I think. An, well, you get an entire sweet potato, a tablespoon of tahini. I'm just like adding up with it a yeah. little bit of olive oil, but I don't really think that counts as just a little. And then a lot of veggies, grain-free seed bread sure. or gluten-free crackers and olives. 
I just know myself. And if I had this for lunch, I would go immediately back into the kitchen and grab a giant handful of tortilla chips and then probably eat a bunch of ice cream. This is the kind of thing where like, if I was eating it, I would just like probably have like an ungodly amount of crackers and olives with it. That yeah, yeah, would yeah. be like, there's no point in doing this. Cause it's like, olives yes. are another one where it's like, I don't know, like olives are this, I feel like weight loss people are always talking about olives now. And it's like, I don't, I feel, it feels like you're being set up to fail when these people are constantly telling you to like eat these very like kind of like addicting little extremely high caloric like morsels but only have a couple because like most I like I can't do that like I'm gonna eat way more than I'm supposed to yeah I mean olives it definitely almost seems like one of those diet tricks that are like this will be so disgusting that you won't want to eat too many because I like olives but like you can't really gorge yourself on olives in the way that like almonds I could eat Almonds are another lie. Almonds I could eat a thousand calories of almonds easily and like not eat. Well, you would eat a thousand calories of almonds. It's like two almonds. Like almonds are joke. Like they're out to get you. Uh, Oh God. Yeah. I'm just thinking the smoothies that I make in the morning, they must have like 800 calories at least (laughs) because I put so many almonds. I put so much protein powder. I put like a heaping teaspoon. Well, I guess I don't put almonds and almond butter in. It's usually one or the other, Um, but I'll put like a whole banana. It's a lot but I love them. They taste good. If you like it, you like it. Um, I do. Yesterday I made a smoothie that was just mango, almond milk, um, spinach. Wait, is that it? And almond so milk. Protein that oh, was it. Protein. Oh, that's really healthy. Yeah. Uh, I but- also, because I haven't been to Trader Joe's in a few weeks and I got like a delivery from Whole Foods, I actually treated myself to Oatly brand oat milk. And oh my God, my God there's Ryan no substitution. Oatly, it's like the Trader Joe's oat milk is like water compared. Oatly is so rich and creamy and good. I love it so much. Okay, I've never had Oatly. I've had oat milk before. Like I've had like oat milk lattes and stuff. And I like really was always like, I don't understand what the big deal is with oat milk. But is it because I'm just getting, I never like, What's the, I never got it. I think Oatly just has way more fat than other oat milk. So it's like way creamier. Where's the fat coming from? From, they add it. I think it's like canola oil. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Because that's also why, oh, what is so good? Like they're like coffee creamers that are like, like vegan yeah. coffee cream. That like yeah. That. That's what it tastes like. It tastes like uh like coffee made almost. It's yeah, like a thick that's- viscous uh, texture. There's another one of those brands that sells like the, in like, it looks like a fancy plastic jug. I can't think of what it's mm. called, but that I used to get sometimes when I wanted to be more environmentally conscious, that was like a half and half. That was just because they put oil in it. Yeah. I think that's what the oat milk is, is like, it's just a ton of oil. Uh, mm. Really. It's probably not good for you at all. Probably not, but whatever. Who knows? Um, all right. So that was both of our bests. Yes. Uh, what was your worst? My worst. Oh, so like kind of touching on what I talked about earlier, there's this piece, whatever it is called superhero products, books, and apps performing new habits. Oh yeah. And it includes like, well, obviously it includes the avocado green mattress, uh, which is $40,000. That's crazy. We, can I do a recommendation? We just got a new mattress. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a nectar 
it's sort of like the cheap version of a Tempur-Pedic. I think it was like 700 bucks or something. I highly recommend it if you don't want to spring for an avocado. Okay. Well, I don't, but I actually, I don't know what my mattress is, but I know that we just got a new one like last year and it's really comfortable, but I have, I, unfortunately I don't know what it is. Um, but it has like all of these, like a habit journal and just like all of these like ways to like trick yourself into being better. And it's just like another thing, like what I was talking about earlier, where they will just, they, I feel so like inundated with products that I need to buy and like programs that I need to do and people I need to pay to make myself better when like there was never anything wrong with me in the first place. And I'm just fully sick of it. And I feel like this entire industry is just like weighing me down. And, um, the, the idea that like by reading the, these articles, buying this shit and like trying to conform to somebody else's idea of what a perfect human is, is going to make me happier is like, such a laughable joke and like to me just it I I saw it like I always was critical of like wellness stuff but for the first time it just it just seemed like so obviously hypocritical and stupid that they would tell me that I could buy something from them that was going to make me better that was so obviously impossible like in this like (laughs) new way and that's that's literally their whole business model which is Uh, yeah it is but it's just like it's not real yeah and i mean i think as the world crumbles around us it's like this comes into starker and starker relief that how however they couch they because you know they 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 always try to couch these things into more um i don't what they consider i guess like productive or less harmful ways as far as you know it's not a diet it's body positivity it's not you know a resolution it's like something another term or whatever it's a new habit but it's all it's all to sell us shit and it's all uh, to make these people rich. Yeah, they don't care. And also, you know. And it's not going to help us because the only, it's the only person. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the only person who has it right is Marianne Williamson. I know. That we are all love and we are all a singular consciousness. And as long you have to plug into the universe and understand that you, you are not a singular being in contrast with other beings you are all one organism the organism of the universe and only then can you understand true love and get rid of the ego and that's not going to come from getting a fucking schedule or a habit journal or whatever no although brian did get me one of her uh books for christmas oh. and i love it it's a new one that well it's not new but it's new to me it's I like- actually uh i got a I got a planner which i have barely used for 2021. Wait, I got, didn't you get a planner before? Yeah, but I hadn't used it. was a 2021 planner. I got I just got like a moleskin one, um, which is really pretty, but maybe I'll get back into the I I do need to get back on like a better schedule. Um but yeah, I can't rely on that to improve myself. I don't know. Well, having a planner isn't really the same thing as like I mean, I, I think I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, as no, like no, a, no. I mean, like I don't think it's the same thing at all. Um, but I, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I my planner has been just like lying empty for the last like couple of weeks because I just haven't. I mean, I don't know what to put in it because I don't have any plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, um. So my worst is sort of actually related. It was the uh, 
was the article about the new face oil, but it was all the, the goop ladies with their skin New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, and it, w- it just was depressing. And like, it just seemed um, like their, their heart wasn't in it. Cause it was, it was so obviously to sell these things that it just, it yeah. just didn't even have the facade of being like from the heart or like what these people's actual resolutions would be. Right. Um, Cause Gwyneth's obviously is to get, I mean, also, and all these women are like, they're in the 99.9th percent of glowy skin. So it's like, what are you even trying to improve at this point? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Like I was going to say before, like if any of these products actually worked, they wouldn't have a business anymore. So like they need, so it's like, they're selling an idea. Like they're not selling anything. Like they're selling a feeling. It's like the most empty shit in the world. Like if you buy this, you're going to have like, you're going to be happy for 15 minutes. You're going to have three mornings where you apply it and you feel good. And then it's going to get, you're going to get over it. And you'll be yeah. yourself and you'll have to buy a new thing. Cause it's just going like, to become routine and it's not going to be special anymore. And exactly. you, yeah, you might have a little bit of, you might feel a little different at first, but then it's all just going to go, you know, like it'll become the mean of your life like, and it won't be special. Yeah. It's no different from a drink. I think it's like, you know, if you have a drink, you'll feel good for mm-hmm. like 15 or 20 minutes. And then you'll be like, okay, that's done. Yeah. And like, it's the same exact thing with like any new face serum or any new beauty product or whatever, you're going to feel good for like a little bit. And then you're going to have to like move on to the next thing. It's not permanent. It doesn't mean anything. I feel like this is like the most depressing beauty <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> that, that being said, I would like to smell this Goop Jeans uh, face oil. Yeah, Gwyneth said you can really smell the botanicals, and mm. I prefer. I do too. So yeah, Gwyn- like- Gwyneth's uh, resolution is to get glowy, firm, even-toned skin. She wants to do a bone broth cleanse, work on healing leaky gut, and eat more greens. Um, which I feel like she's probably eating enough greens. And then I mean, I know she's eating more than I am. The other funny one was Jean because hers was to get firmer, smoother, and dewier skin. And if you're Jean Godfrey June and you say you want dewier skin. Sorry, that's not possible. You literally have like the Guinness Book of World Records for the most dewy skin of all time. She invented dewy skin. <laughs> invented so, like, it. Like, your skin should be dewy. No one wanted to be dewy before. Everyone wanted to like dewy was like sweaty before. Yeah. And Jean was like, no, dewy, it's a youthful glow. We're all going for this now. And then 30 years later, I guess the rest of the world caught up to Jean with her dewy skin. So now what Jean wants is more she wants dewier skin it gene is an endless like hole of need <laughs> for dewy skin she's she's a bottomless pit of dew she needs more dew. Just, uh, she won't rest until she's a hundred percent drew dude just dripping off so she's just like a puddle of liquid on the floor <laughs> that's the only way she could be happy you're like where's gene and then someone just points to, like a bucket in the corner full of and it's dew. Like, that's gene it's Look like a Grimm's fairy tale. I know it's terrifying. You immediately Wonder Woman, that. Wonder Woman three. Like, what does she wish for to be have dewier skin? And that's what happens. Do. <laughs> it's sick. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, Megan's skin's too oily. Allie has blemishes. You know, it's all all the shit that we we know. Yeah. 
Um, my skin New Year's resolution. Oh, I do need to switch back. I, uh, my um, mother-in-law really nicely gave us these like Kiehl's products for um, Christmas. But I have to say the Kiehl's night cream, I think dries out my skin a little too much and I need to go back to the cheap uh, Olay. Kiehl's um, is really um, intense. I just use like the regular Kiehl's face lotion. Yeah. And I don't use it every night, which I probably should. I use, I don't, I, I don't always put lotion on at night because it's the, like, I put some other stuff on and I'm just like, whatever. But, um, I feel like it's very saturating the one that I use. Like it's, but I don't know. I, I, I like the, 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 the viscosity of Kiehl's products, especially like the night cream. I think the problem is the ones that they market for men, they all have, um, a little bit of like cooling, like either like a menthol oil or something that makes it seem more masculine. Uh, and it, it just dries out my skin because it, it all has that sort of minty cooling uh, vibe. Mm, and I don't think that's it. what I need at night. You don't need that cooling masculine. Mm. I love the Kiehl's, uh, the morning lotion for men that has the, the SPF in it. Cause I like in the morning, I like feeling that, that cool feeling, but not at night. I want grandma. I want jasmine, honeysuckle, floral at night. You need like an old lady to like hold you and to like exactly to just burrow into an old lady's bosom with her <laughs> cold cream, her old wrinkled bosom. An old, I know, but you are your own old wrinkled bosom because yeah. that's what it is, and it's a tragedy. Uh, yeah, Jean wants to be dewier. I want my skin to feel like a old wrinkly bosom an old leathery bosom yeah but greasy leathery and greasy the ideal bosom the perfect con it, totally glamorous if this was 1976 the most glamorous bosom is a combination of leathery and greasy like elizabeth yeah. taylor in a bikini she was only like 35 or whatever and she looked like a beautiful raisin it was gorgeous yeah that's how it used to be and now like lee radzowell i mean just like burnt to a crisp oh my god i know well i mean even farrah fawcett like, yeah farrah fawcett natalie wood good. they all just had had sun damage just like a ton of sun their damage. necks yeah i mean the, just, neck, the strain in the necks the wrinkles on the necks like all the way down to the decolletage like the whole thing was just like burned and rotten and it looked amazing <laughs> i mean i mean sun smoke and booze it was just like give me all three of them I know. And it's like, you know, it was good enough for them. Yeah. I mean, maybe they all either died of horrible cancer or suspicious drowning, but we did. they were happy. They were happy in their time. Uh, what was your craziest or your saddest? I had my one. Oh, my, my craziest was also my scariest. Mm, spooky. It's not even spooky it season anymore. Spooky. But it was get out the fucking jack o' lantern because I read an article called Ready to Make Amends. Here's how to do it gracefully. Oh, I didn't even look at that one. It looked too. Okay. Intense. I'll be perfectly honest. I skimmed it. It was another one about like how to stop, be how to break up with your friends. But she recommends. So this is about like making amends, but the whole article, the headline is about making amends, but the whole article, it seemed to me, is about like breaking up with your friends or to like be like, why are you like confrontation again? 
So the way that she wants you to do it is with a technique that she calls dear man, like D E A R M A N, which like All one re- word. No, it's two, oh, words. two words. It's two words, but it doesn't need to be because it's actually seven words. It's a, you know, oh, what's an acronym. It? An acronym. So um, it's an approach that teaches practical skills in managing emotions and being effective in relationships. The strategy can help you focus on presenting the facts and your hopes alongside a mutual benefit, all of which can be helpful when you're aiming to get your needs met. So that's good, I guess. But so dear man stands for describe the facts, express how you feel, assert or ask for what you want, reinforce the, or reward. Man means mindful, act confident, <laughs> negotiate if needed. And this is all about like, how to deal with like someone who's supposedly your friend to me it feels so like i took a scientology class online like years ago not because like last week no it wasn't because i like wanted to be a scientologist i was like what the hell are they actually like i was just curious about it and i took like a free online course but then i stopped because i was like i shouldn't like they kept me i was like i don't want to like actually get indoctrinated yeah you're on their list for life probably now I mean, I don't, I mean, who cares? Like I never gave them any money or anything, but I was just like, what's their fucking deal? And it was like a communication class. They have like these free classes online. You can go take if you want to like see what they do. And this one was like, it was just so like weird because it was describing basically what your, it was like describing communication in a way that is obvious, but they're just like breaking it down. So it's like, you are person A, I'm person A and you're person B. And then we have this thing between us that's information and communication is like, you imagine it like a ball that I'm like bouncing to you and then you bounce it back to me. And it's like, I receive the information. I interpret the information. I respond to the information. Then I communicate my idea. It was like this weird, like, I was like, what is this? And who is this for? And then like, they would like make you like write an essay to like explain like what they had just taught you. So they would like tell you, explain to you what communication was. And then you would have to write out like what it was like, but just like repeat back what they said, obviously, which is like how all education works, but whatever. So, um, I did it a couple of times and then I was like, I just don't like that. I'm like even writing this stuff down. Like I feel uncomfortable that I'm doing this. So I quit, but, um, it sounds like, I mean, it's not, this obviously isn't Scientology. This woman is a psychologist, the enemy of Scientologists, but I'm like, I don't want to be having like acronyms and dear man when I'm just like trying to talk to my friends. I don't know how you could put all this in your head. Like, I think female friendships in general to me are like, in like sort of both fascinating and sort of inscrutable to me. I just, I don't necessarily understand the the dynamics of some female friendships and like so i just can't even i mean like we you know we've had disagreements in our friendship or like miscommunication but it's like a very to me and i think to you it's like a very simple oh i'll clarify what i mean or this is you know or did you mean this like this i was hurt by this it's like a very sort of i think simple way to get back on the same page in a way that like I've never I've never felt with you like I feel like I'm more direct with you about my feelings than I am with my female friends like if I ever feel like there's something I want to talk to you about like I'll just say it because I feel like I (laughs) 
I hope so because if you weren't, I wouldn't. I would. It would go completely over my head. It would go completely over your head, and I also know that you're not gonna like interpret anything I say as like more than what I mean or less. Than, like as some, sure. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, women are always kind of. I. I mean, sorry to be sexist against my own sex, but like women, I think are always sort of playing like three dimensional chess with each other, and like if you say this and I say that, then what did you really mean? And especially if there's like any type of fight, like you're holding back here, you're trying to manipulate me with this, and like we're always kind of like, what are you really trying to do? But my experience with men has taught me that like men do, are not playing that game with me and also don't understand it. So like, I don't, I'm like not Absolutely trying to play not. it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's very like, I feel like it's a very safe space to be like, what, and that you, like, we can just like have this conversation. But I do feel like with women, if I ever have a problem with them, I basically will just <laughs> like do some sort of like 10 step thing where like I end up not talking to them for a long time and like it's and basically I feel like women just like like kind of like ice each other out when they're mad at each other about it because if we because like when you do talk about it it could escalate or like it get, it could, it could get like deep. Cause I, I, I've definitely had, I've been like mad at, you know, mad at people and not wanted to deal and talk to them for whatever amount of time. But I, to me, it usually, it usually either dissipates. And then in a few days I'll be like, why was I even mad? Or if I, if I'm still angry or if they did something really bad, then I, I think I'm like, I don't think I want this person in my life anymore. It's like yeah. one of the two. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that seems normal. I feel like with my friends who are women, I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time I had a conflict with a woman, which like, honestly, it's been a really long time, but that's just because like, I'm so avoidant with women because I'm like, I don't want to deal with them. But, um, I feel like when I've had, well, I feel like when I've had fights with like female friends, it's involved, it has involved like a minimum of four people, teams are involved, like this is like, like arguments go back years, Mm -hmm. there are different events of different stories that get reiterated by different people, I don't know, maybe I've just like toxic female friend groups (laughs) in the past, but like it's always been totally insane, and then, but now it's like, now I feel like all the people in my life are like pretty chill. Actually. Yeah. I think, yeah, as you get older, it's like you, your circles do got like tighter and like smaller. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to our friend last night about that. Like I used to have more friends, but like we all hated each other. And now I like, don't, I'm not friends with those people. I'm only friends with people who like, I actually like, and it's yeah. like, I don't even, it's so weird, but it's like a way smaller group of people, but it's better. It's healthier. Um, Healthier. But I guess there are still women who need a seven letter acronym mnemonic device in order. Yeah. I feel like my seven letter acronym mnemonic device friends are just, I'm not friends with them anymore. Cause it's like, that's more trouble than it's worth to me. Yeah. The only seven letter phrase I need is F U C K Y O U. If I don't like you anymore. Yeah. Or L-O-V-E-Y-O-U, if I do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. I have a craziest one that I tried to reread it. And honestly, it even, I thought, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too harsh on this person. And then I reread it and I'm like, nope, this is even crazier than I thought it was to begin with. 
Uh, it is the article entitled Mindfulness Therapies for COVID-19 Related Anxiety and Persistent Lyme Disease Symptoms. Oh my God. It's okay, like, Lyme disease is making a huge push. It's like everything all at once. Um, I mean, it makes sense that these Lyme disease people are going to latch on to uh, COVID-19 anxieties because well, okay. So first of all, I want to clear clarify that I think chronic Lyme disease, regardless of whether it comes from the Lyme bacteria or not, I think it is like a neurological, a real physical thing. And it's not purely psychosomatic. I don't want to get okay. Lyme people mad at me. So that's the baseline. Um, but the idea of this author slash doctor, Brian mm -hmm. Fallon, who's trying to sell a book called Conquering Lyme Disease, which has already been out. It's not a new book. He's trying to sell his old book. He's now pivoting into not even COVID-19 treatment, but treatment for the anxiety caused by thinking you might have COVID-19, which again is real. I think we all have some anxiety about getting COVID-19, whether we've had it, whether we haven't had it, it is a really horrible disease and it's normal to be anxious about it. Of course. So he starts off, it's like an interview and they start talking about COVID-19 anxiety and this study that he's doing. Um, so he's looking into different treatments uh, for people who are suffering. Again, let me reiterate, not suffering from COVID-19, not suffering from the after effects of COVID-19, but suffering from just generalized anxiety during the COVID-19 pandemic. Which is valid. It's totally valid. And I don't think that the study, or the study might be stupid, but like these treatments are not bad because there's it's a control treatment and then there's two, uh, either a meditation or kundalini yoga. And I know firsthand that yoga and meditation are both really good for anxiety. So I'm not disputing any of that. Um, then they ask about feedback about the study. And he says very blatantly, we haven't looked at any preliminary result results from the study yet, but hey, by the way, we've also finished a Kundalini yoga study that we did with people who had persistent symptoms after antibiotic treatment for Lyme disease. And so he doesn't say chronic Lyme disease. He says persistent symptoms after antibiotic treatment for Lyme disease, which is now what people are saying because it's pretty scientifically clear that chronic, what people call chronic Lyme disease is not actually directly caused by the Lyme bacteria. Then he talks about his history studying Lyme disease and he talks about how back in the 90s, people thought uh, people had, or people had what doctors thought was hypochondria, which he discovered, or he and his colleagues discovered was actually something physical, something medical that hadn't been properly diagnosed. So he's now equating chronic Lyme, or whatever you call it, you know, persistent after effects of blah, 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 Lyme, with this thing that people are also talking about with COVID, uh, post-infectious, like long-term effects of COVID. I see, like the long COVID thing, right? Exactly. Similar symptoms, uh, tiredness, brain fog, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
And he is trying to latch on to his Lyme, quote unquote, expertise. But because COVID is such in the news now, I think he's trying to pivot into being an expert on COVID. And the thing about these symptoms of after effects of both Lyme and COVID, well, I think it's clear that they're autoimmune symptoms. This is your immune system, regardless of what disease you have, whether it's bacteria, whether it's virus, your body is, is, is trying to fight it. And then after it's fighting it, it might go too far and you feel sick because of your immune response. So I think that that is pretty clear in general that that's what it is, but it doesn't mean that anyone who knows anything about Lyme disease is going to be able to treat whatever after effects you have from COVID. And then the kicker, sorry, I'm taking so long, but this is crazy. No, this is so good. The, um, his uh, remedy for all this is a study for a medicine called disulfiram, which is a psychiatric medication used to get people who are chronic alcoholics to stop drinking. And I guess what this medicine does, it doesn't make you, I guess, it doesn't directly help your cravings for alcohol. It just makes you, if you do take a drink, your body has a violent reaction. So it's sort of like, you know, how they used to tell you to snap a rubber band on your wrist when you masturbated or whatever. <laughs> it's like that thing. It's, um, it's like clover orange. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so now he's saying that this disulfiram, which it doesn't say, but I'm sure he's probably getting some money from the disulfiram board is apparently good for people that have COVID or that are suffering from the after effects of COVID. Okay, but, then, but I'm sorry, this hasn't been studied, right? It, or it has. It's, they said, we're doing a study now looking at this. So this is not a published study. This is something that he's currently in the middle of studying and yet decides to talk to Goop about it. But I'm just afraid, much like, Regeneron, much like hydrochloride, cloxing, whatever it is, that now people who have brain fog or fatigue or whatever after COVID are going to read goop and tell their doctor, oh, can I get some disulfiram? And then, and then they'll take, you'll have a glass, they'll have a glass of wine and just die. Or it also says, uh, if you have heart disease, when you take it, you can have a heart attack. So this is like, I don't think this is something that people should do. basically no this doesn't sound very good but i mean this is um i it also just like it's kind of disappointing because goop i thought has been pretty good for the most part about like uh their covid coverage considering some of the problems that you know some of their doctors have gotten to on gotten into on instagram with their like yeah. false stuff. i thought goop had been doing a pretty good job of like really sticking to facts and not talking about weird quasi cures for different things and this kind of seems like they're dipping their toe into it and i honestly think that's disappointing they have been doing a good job and um i think that they like really didn't want to contribute to that kind of dialogue and they seem to have an understanding of how harmful it could be so i don't know why they decided to publish something like this i agree with you it seems like they were sort of trying to bury it over the christmas break uh anytime any you know, they have any sort of literature or article about COVID. This is obviously a very fraught time. You have to be especially mm -hmm. careful. And I do just think this guy, regardless of what you think about chronic Lyme disease, I think there are people that really suffer for it and from it. And perhaps he has 
helped some of these people. I don't really know his career, but equating whatever his expertise in one chronic disease with anything to do with COVID and then talking about this anti-alcoholic medicine in conjunction with both of them seems very uh, not thought out, especially when they say they are in the middle of conducting a study. Well, yeah, I mean, like, just shouldn't you have, like, a little bit more, like, shouldn't you have at least, like, done one study before you Yeah, you think. Um, so, Goop, we have our eyes on you. Goop, you know, we're not trying to be all Gunter in here, but... Never. We're, we're never accountable. We're not, we're not Jen Gunter here. We just are asking, you know, for a little bit more than that. Uh, yeah, and like, uh, and yeah, Lime, Lime just sort of gets my uh, antennas up when I see anyone talk about Lime. Yeah, I, liked, I mean, I guess I don't know enough about it. I, I read about it when it first, like, I, like early when we started doing this podcast, because they talked about Lime all the time. And I was like, wait, what? I mean, maybe you're right. I don't even really remember anything about it. Yeah, the most of my knowledge, honestly, just comes from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Yolanda Hadid's lime journey so i i really have no and i know there's a lot of like you know sexism and misogyny in the medical community and you know women aren't listened to when they talk about their sort of chronic issues that don't seem to affect men as much um but i think and this you know i'm obviously not a medical professional but it seems clear that both of this both this symptoms of chronic lime and symptoms of post-covid whatever are both autoimmune responses like that seems pretty obvious. It's obvious that people have strong autoimmune responses yeah. did irene from the real world have chronic lyme yes. or did she have she i had think chronic she lyme? i think she had chronic lyme because like regular lyme like real not real sorry regular lyme disease you take with antibiotics and you get the you kill the bacteria and blah 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 you're done i think uh irene might have been the first celebrity chronic lyme person yeah and they took it very seriously on the, on the um yeah and excuse all of her bad behavior because they were like remember they went and they said can it make a person act badly and he said not badly but it'll make them act like the complete opposite of who they really are wow (laughs) so yeah that's interesting uh we're i mean we are going to get a generation of of wealthy white women who claim to have chronic covid so yeah you know what Get Once ready. this is all over, if it ever ends, there's going to be an, a, so much bullshit out there. Mm. But I mean, there already is. But once it's like a little bit more socially acceptable, the floodgates will open and it's going to be totally insane. Yeah. Yeah. It, God, it's going to be, it's going to be another status symbol of being like, uh, God. It already is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, I feel like it already is like, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to get in trouble. I do feel like there's like, a lot of like rich and like fancy people have all gotten COVID because they've been totally yeah because it's like oh I've been so busy I just haven't been able to stop my life so like oh yeah we we definitely got COVID and we were sick and it was so scary but now we're better yeah it's like it's because they they know their lives aren't actually in danger because they're so rich and they get such good medical care so they were never actually scared of getting COVID in the first place exactly so yeah they they had like nothing to lose in the first place so it didn't matter to them so that was why they were like because the only celebrities that are like truly quarantining and hunkering down are the the ones who like have actual like pre-existing conditions like i know you know kamel nanjani and his wife like because she has like a bad autoimmune disease like they've been really Mm -hmm. hunkering down but it's like it's only the people the celebrities that 
that actually have some health issues that would cause them to to possibly die if they get COVID. I know. It does feel like Gwyneth has been like kind of good about it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But I don't know. I'm sure a lot of I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, she's been traveling. She went to the Hamptons. She went, I mean, it's like she didn't have to go to the Hamptons this summer. She definitely didn't have to go to the Hamptons this summer, although I'm sure that she likes food private and stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, Okay. What would you try? My try is, okay, there is a detox in this issue that I would try, which is the closet detox. Like Mm. I love the idea of doing this. This is something that I actually need to do because I have way too many clothes, way too many clothes. They are in literally every single size imaginable, like every size that you could ever be. I have them because I've been like every single size in the world. And Um, I feel like I need to let go of clothes that don't fit me anymore. Let let go of the clothes that I don't wear anymore. Like be realistic about what I'm going to wear and like what I need and what I want and get rid of the rest of it and like clean up my closet. And that will make me a happier person going into this year because I just have too much shit. Yeah. It's like a combination of both, uh, just getting rid of clutter and creating more space and then also holding on to the past or holding on to the body that you think you should have. Uh, Yeah. Or like, just like being like, okay. Like also like a lot of my clothes that I have, like, I hate them. Like, I don't like them. I bought them in like the peak of depression. And I was like, I'm just going to buy this like piece of shit to like throw over my disgusting body. And then like some of my clothes I think are nice, but like, why am I going to keep these things that like, I hate them. And I know when I put them on, I'm going to feel bad about myself Mm. because I bought, like, I feel like I sometimes buy clothes, like almost to feel bad about myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is all I deserve because like, like, I'm just going to buy this like fat person, like ugly outfit. And it's like, but it'll be like comfortable. And I'm just like, why am I doing this to myself? Like I need to just get rid of all this shit. Uh, so yeah, I think like, yeah, buy, yeah, both of the, like when buying stuff, when you are at your most at, like depressed or heavy or whatever is you shouldn't hold on to that. And then also like, I know I had a pair of, this is going to date me, but like <laughs> diesel jeans. <laughs> That were like oh the God. first like fancy jeans I bought when I was, I don't know, 19 or something in college. And they were like, you know, 32 inch waist and they're really like tight. And I held on to them for way longer than I could fit in them. I was like, why, why do I have this? I know I still have a pair of Maywell jeans in my, um, in my drawer that is like, when I hold them up now, like, I don't even think I could get one leg on. And I'm like, why do I it's just to like, remind me of like, what I used to, I'm like, what is the point of this? I saw, um, on like, I swear to God, I think it might've been Carson Kressley or like somebody like that on like one of those, like some like old, like fashion makeover closet. Steven Kokajuru. (laughs) Who somebody, I don't even know, but they were like, get rid of your clothes that don't fit you anymore. Those clothes are there to mock you. Mm. And I'm like, Oh my God they're only there to mock you. Like they, they are not for you anymore. So just let them go. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it, it, if, cause I mean, I guess everyone has to buy clothes based on like a number, but it is like startling when you 
I don't know when I when I wasn't a 32 inch waist anymore it was like hard to and it's so stupid because it's like people's bodies change like it's not a Mm -hmm. it's not a moral failing or whatever but it was like literally it was like hard to like feel like I'm oh I'm giving up by buying a bigger size or something it's so weird yeah it's like you want to squeeze into clothes that don't fit you anymore for way too long I mean everybody does it and it's just like it's there's no point and then when you do size up and you buy the clothes that actually fit you you feel so good because they look better I know they look better they're comfortable and it's like yeah it's it's you're not gonna you're not gonna look better you're not gonna look skinnier wearing clothes that don't fit you I mean look we've all also lost weight and if you lose weight get rid of the fat clothes and get new clothes I mean just do whatever like it's fine you'll you can always buy new clothes like yeah that's one good thing about uh sweatshop labor fast fashion well i mean you know obviously it's a privilege and it's expensive and whatever and i've had a lot of problems being able to afford nice clothes in my life trust me but but there's also like there's always there they will they are not going to stop making clothes that fit thin bodies that's not a risk so just absolutely not yeah uh okay what would oh so Aside from the detox, there was another article about non-detox breakfast recipes that Gwyneth recommends. Um, And she's been railing about this pancake recipe for, I swear to God, the whole time I've known her or not known her, but like, (laughs) it's like since the nineties, I feel like she's been talking about her dad's pancake recipe. So I feel like I should try it. And the the trick is, because there's, you know, how like there's like buttermilk pancake recipes. Her mm-hmm. little substitution is just use yogurt instead of buttermilk. So it's like, it's not very hard. Um, okay. And I noticed, cause I have been making more pancakes lately. Mm-hmm. She has a less sugar. Cause usually you do like a, a tablespoon of sugar in the pancake batter and hers just mm-hmm. has a sprinkle of white sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wait, the is thing that about, yeah, it was in, it was in the, I think it was like last week or something. It was far down on the newsletter or on the website. Uh, the other recipe that I would try is because I feel like my breakfasts are either very protein heavy or very carb heavy and it's hard to like balance it yeah. well. And there's um a Dutch baby recipe, which seems like maybe a fun idea if I don't feel like doing an omelet or something um, yeah. to do a Dutch baby. And it's um, it's eggs and flour and milk. So it's, pretty heavy but it's for four people and then you put like parmesan and chives it seems pretty and it doesn't seem that looks like a fun like weekend totally totally um and i would eat i would have to eat the whole thing because john doesn't like eggs but i bet it would reheat okay oh Um, yeah and i guess a dutch baby is like pretty eggy yeah it's like more it's sort of like it's like a yorkshire pudding yes 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 and it's like a or it's like a slightly more eggy crepe it's like yeah. Uh, but yeah, those recipes seem fun. Babies all look good. I definitely don't need to do the detox breakfast recipes, so this would be a good alternative. Yeah, smoked salmon with herb butter looks good. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That one. One of the things that just makes me the most sort of uncomplicatedly happy in life is when I decide to like put that package of smoked salmon in my cart at the grocery store. And just have one morning where I gorge myself 
on smoked salmon and like pumpernickel with a little bit of cream cheese or sour cream, some capers, fresh dill. It's truly the greatest feeling in the world to just have that sodium bomb of smoked fish. And maybe this is my Ashkenazi blood talking. But it it really feels like going home, like just, (laughs) and I I even love the way my fingers smell afterwards. It's like a full body experience. Yeah, I know. Cause it's like, that smell will stay on you. the entire day. Yeah. And I love it. It's just like, ah, I feel mm. like, you know, reclaiming the Holy land or something yeah. <laughs> with their lot. Yeah. Me and okay. Gal Gadot. Exactly. Um, Ooh, what would you buy? I would buy. Oh, so I guess I just put the, the new, um, face oil now is this actually true i don't know to be perfectly honest like will i buy it now the um the um the new goop lab right or sorry goop jeans beauty or face oil all in one super nutrient face oil so it's a hundred dollars expensive I already own two face oils, one for morning, one for night. They were both kind of on the expensive side. I don't know that I necessarily need another one, but if I were going to buy a new face oil, I would probably be tempted to try this because we both have said before, like we both are obsessed with that body lotion that we were so generous. Like we love goop jeans. Like goop jeans is just like the best line that Goop has like everything that is on that line is like really really good I don't know why but it's just like it's a really or shit no is that oh god I'm getting the lines confused is our body oil is Goop Goop Glow the the body butter that we received is Goop Jeans all the stuff that's specifically for aging is Goop Jeans and then Goop Glow is like always like a morning refreshing for I think it's more for the younger crowd. I don't know. Okay, but anything I, that's I, specifically I, for like anti-aging is Goop Jeans. Okay, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. You're. You know what? So I take it back. Goop Jeans is great. Goop Glow is also really good. The Goop Glow is the line that the microderm exfoliator is on. Yes, that is a an incredible product. I mean, seriously, like that's the best skincare product. That's, yeah. That's, and that's their like, number one seller. Uh, they just released for the body. The goop jeans that we got is the best, like yeah. I've, the, that body butter is like body so butter is great. Like, the exfoliator. And it's funny, you know, that the Adam and Eve of this line are the, the powders. There was the goop glow powder, which was a huge hit. And then the goop mm-hmm. jeans powder, which was a huge, huge dud. Um, well, it tastes like fish and you know, I mean, if it tastes like fish. Oh, I also need to give a shout out to the coffee. I did try some. Oh, did you like it? It wasn't rotten. It was good. I drank it all and it literally tasted amazing. Like it was okay. fine. And I, it was like, I, it, that was like my perfect coffee. Like, because it's like light, but not acidic. That's like my dream coffee. Yeah. So it was, I loved it. Good to know. Cause yeah, for me, I want a little, I want a little, little more bite, a little more zing in my coffee, but. I don't if, want the zing. No. I want. Like I loved, it was perfect for me. Great. Uh, well, you hear that goop? 
you have a customer for life in Aggie. And then if you want to get me, just come out with a, like an African blend, like an Ethiopian or something. And I'll, I'll probably like it. I'm sure they will. I wonder if we'll get another coffee line from them. I bet if this does well, they'll do, cause this is like Colombian. I bet they'll do like a, they'll do like a, um, like an African floral coffee for the people like me. If those, if this goes well, the okay. coffee did not make it onto their top 10. So it might not be doing well. Yeah. I'm, that's why I bring it up. Cause I just haven't really seen much about the coffee on this. Newsletter. It just seems like such a weird thing to turn to goop for, to be like, Oh, I need coffee. Like, cause they just don't, they don't sell. Like if they had a whole line of food products, Maybe this was the beginning. Yeah. I could see them coming out with like spice blends and stuff like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, I mean, I meal kits, it just seems like a no brainer to do meal kits, but I guess that's such a big undertaking to, like, I think have, to, like to produce food. Better. I mean, well, remember that whole expose about one of them that came, that wasn't really that much of an expose at all, but it, they sort of pitched, tried to pretend it was, it was about like, um, blue apron or something like that like a long time ago and i think it was just like i think there's just like a ton of like food waste that goes into oh, those I'm things sure. yeah like, yeah the like, food waste and just the packaging yeah um, i think it's just like hard to keep up with um getting everybody their food like on time that in like every single city in the country yeah like fresh food is like very hard so I, I mean, I have to say the, the couple months that I had a Blue Apron sus, uh, subscription, it was, they were really good about delivering it on time. And for the most part, the food was tasty, um, but it's it was very sort of middle of the road food. Like there was nothing that exciting in the recipes and it wasn't like super healthy. It, I, I imagine for a Goop audience, you would need to get a whole, a whole, um, bunch more sophisticated and expensive. I think well, yeah. And they also, um, yeah, I think that those things are always like, I feel like it's always people who are like, I can't believe I made this, but it's like people who cook a lot, like would easily be able to believe that they made any of the things there. Yeah. Sort of. I yeah, mean, th there were certain techniques that. that they did that I were like, Oh, I don't really do things that way. Like cooking grains in a bunch of water, like pasta. It was just like little things like that. That was like, Oh, that's cool. But, um, but you could have just followed a recipe that it's like, I, yeah. I guess I just don't totally get it. Well, it, I, I did it. Like it was, it was at the beginning of the pandemic and it was, uh, my mom gifted a couple months subscription. So it was like sort of perfect timing just cause I didn't want to go grocery shopping. Um, but no, for that, I can totally understand like the convenience of just yeah. like having someone drop off exactly what you need. And then you just do it like for the pandemic. I get it hundred percent. I would love to get it. And like, also just like if you in general are like experiencing depression. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you're, if you're busy or you just don't have a lot of time or don't like the, all the stuff that goes along with cooking, as far as like figuring out what recipe to make and going shopping. Like, I think this is a good gateway to cooking because I can't imagine not cooking at all and getting takeout or delivery every night. Like it would be so bad for me and so expensive. So and I so totally, expensive. yeah, I totally get why people do it. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, and yeah, the thing I would buy is, is the face oil too. It's, you know, their new product. We need to, yeah. we need to talk about it, but I agree. Like this is a hundred dollars. I'm not going to buy a hundred dollar face oil. And if I was to buy a hundred dollar face oil, I would buy a $200 face oil and I would buy Vintner's Auto. Sorry. 
you would buy which one? Vintner's Daughter. Vintner's Daughter. Yeah, I think I would too. I mean, like, I would probably rather just get the fucking Vintner's uh, Daughter than get this, but who knows? This is half the price. Um, I have a feeling just knowing Goop and their aesthetic that it's, this would have a very, very subtle scent. And I just, I love a grandma scent and I know Goop's not in the business of grandma scents. So I think I. Well, I, Gwyneth did say that she could smell the botanicals. You can smell all the botanicals. That's true. Shasan, I, I have a feeling it's going to be more citrusy, but maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know. I need a sample of this. Yeah, we need to, oh God, hopefully we can at some point go back to the old Brentwood shack and Brentwood smell it for ourselves. I would, I'm like, feel like that's like the covid place in the world. I know, it's like so small. It's like double COVID because you're just bumping up against people and then like and slathering like on Rick products. You don't want to wear masks. Yeah, it's like yeah. Republicans oh. who are like, probably, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm being, I'm stereotyping, but come on. No, it's true, it's true. Uh, alrighty. I think we've well, talked enough for the week. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry if this is depressing, but hey, we're no, doing we, our best. Yeah, we're doing our best. We we still, uh, you know, we still enjoy Goop, even though we see some of its shortcomings. I mean, that's what this whole entire podcast has been from the beginning. Exactly. So. All right, guys. Okay, thank uh, you for listening. We'll talk Don't to you next week. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash goop yourself. We had some we got some new uh, subscribers after releasing that um that goop uh in goop health episode. So oh my God, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.